Hello, and welcome to Emerald Expressions, where we use words to toss the gem out of the human mind. I'm your host, Jair, and today I'm joined by Maurice Valentino, M. Valentino, ready to meet y'all, happy to meet y'all, super glad to be here. It's your boy, M. Valentino, baby. You can call me Maurice, or Valentino, or M. Valentino. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he's finally back after a while. Uh, I'm finally back after a while, to be honest. Been, <laughs> in real time, it's been a few weeks since I've recorded an episode, and uh, probably probably like a month. But uh, I believe it's only been like two weeks. So it hasn't been too long uh, for the listeners, but for me, it's been a while. Uh, so if I'm please, please give me a little bit of slack. The man's been working a lot of hours recently. <laughs> um, uh, uh, do you have anything you've been working on or anything you want to shout out before we get started? Yeah, so um, since the time we've last talked, or last the last interview, we talked about the first time we talked about anime and the black community, and the second time, I believe we talked about, like, um, we talked about um, entrepreneurship, you know, as well in the black community. Yeah. This is what it means to be an entrepreneur. So um, in that time, I've upped my entrepreneurship game. I've turned Valentino's workshop into a full LLC. And I've been able to turn to an actual business, recognized by the state. I have, like, two more employees. I just got a lot of, you know, good cash behind it. And I've gone full-time on my entrepreneurship. And I'm um, just doing a lot of great projects now with it. I'm getting more funds. Got my business making account. Valentino's workshop is in business. You can, um, you know, go on our website at valentinosworkshop.com. V-A-L-E. N T I N O S workshop W O R K S H O P uh, dot com. So, yep. Yeah. So definitely go check that out, especially if you have your student or a parent of a student during these times of uh, virtual learning or hybrid learning. Mm. Doesn't help. Doesn't hurt to have an extra hand to help you out with that right, transition. Right. 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 Weird time. Uh, definitely check him out. He's a dope teacher. He's a dope dude in general. Uh, support the business. I'm I'm glad to see you actually putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> um, it's always good to have black ownership, and it's always good to have uh, someone to do something to not only help themselves move forward, but also have their community and the like-minded individuals forward as well. Amen. Amen to that. So we love to see it. We love to see it. I hope I wish you well in all your endeavors, and hopefully the business continues to grow. I won't say exponentially, like that too much, but I hope it continues to grow at a steady and acceptable. Sounds amazing to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if it goes exponentially, then it might grow to a level where it's too hard to control. I hope it grows at a rate where. You can grab grab new employees and just make that shit. Um, anyway, uh, today we're going to be covering Pokemon, uh, which is like both of us are Pokemon nerds. I believe the last time we talked, actually probably the both times we talked, we mentioned Pokemon. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think I, I think I'll also do a companion episode depending on the response to this companion episode where I do some research, track Pokemon's history from inception to present day. Um, just let me know if you guys would like 
for me to do that or, or do an occasional episode by myself. It was sort of a different format, sort of a edutainment format, if you will, from like YouTube as I try to like uh, train myself to eventually make that leap onto that platform. Uh, I want to eventually make content where uh, it could just be me and I'm explaining a situation or explaining a story or explaining a concept to you guys. If that's something you're interested, just let me know. Um, but back to this topic for today. Uh, the Pokemon Mania franchise was created in 1996 in Japan and has been insanely successful to the tune of $90 billion and counting. Uh, spread out amongst its games, shows, movies, merchandise, etc., um, which is more than Star Wars, Disney movies, and even Mario, just to Wow. 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 Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane, like, thinking about how much money this one, if you think about it this way, $90 billion, I believe, is more than the annual GDP of certain countries. Of like, probably, it's more than, I believe, uh, Sweden. Good God. So, Damn. So, yeah, it, it makes, it, it's made a lot of money. Hmm. <laughs> I could be wrong that last one, but that last fact, but I, I know it's more than certain countries. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Well, well, I can say yeah, someone did their research because um, I was just about to, well, that's true, $90 billion, 1996. Um, I wanted to know if you wanted the uh, initial, if you knew about, before we start talking, I know we got questions, but did you know about the initial history? Because I knew about the story of like how it got started. Uh, like how it, like how it got started, uh, like I believe, not to cut you off, but the answer uh, I believe the 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 creator uh what's what's his name uh Masuda mm-hmm. the the head of Game Freak mm-hmm. he used to like in Japan for whatever reason in Japan but not really anywhere else they have children like to catch bugs like they go out they'll catch bugs they'll, they'll fight with beetles they have like little beetle fights I guess mm-hmm. um so they sort of grew from that. And then also, there's a thing in Japan called gotcha. Or gotcha. Basically, um, to explain, if you guys have ever uh, gone into like a store and seen those little glass bowls that have like the little plastic capsules in it, um, that's basically what a gotcha is, except it's taken a lot more seriously in Japan. Like they're really, they get really into that collectible aspect. Um, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. I, I knew that, but I, sort of came I knew he was catching the 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 catching element and the the fighting element came from bug catching, and then the Pokemon ball itself became, came from gotcha with the red top wow. the top of the castle, and then the white bottom, the bottom of the the plastic part where you would see the little toys. That's wow. No, that's crazy, because, like, never mind, you did your research. I don't even get to talk no more about the initial. You know it all, then. So, basically, yeah, we can get the questions now. You can know it. Uh, I, man, I I may not be the best, but if you talk to me about my nerd cred, I got I put, put in my work. <laughs> <laughs> damn straight, bro. Damn straight. I'm, I'm the type of person that when I enjoy something, I do a lot of research into it. So, like, the music. Uh-huh. I, I do the research into the production, the behind the scenes, where they get the samples, all that kind of stuff. So that's just, like, the kind of stuff I do. 
Um, if I'm really interested mm. in a show, I read up on it. I'll go on like the TV tropes. I go on the Wikipedia page. I go to the wiki. And I read about it. That kind of stuff. That's just sort of how I am with the stuff that I enjoy. Um, but to ask the first question, uh, made the Pokemon franchise into the cultural juggernaut that it is now. Right. So this is from an entrepreneurial state, you know. Um, I know he's in a lot of, like, controversy right now, but I'm just going to get this quick off so I'm not going to finish my point. But Kanye West said, listen to the kids, bro. I don't think you realize how important that was because if you think about the music industry, if you think about any industry, the top-selling things are kids because they actually do physical copies. They want to hold in their hands, whether it be toys, or it be album sales. Think about Ariana Grande sales, you know? Like, young mm. girls and young kids, they buy everything. So things with Pokemon mm. through every generation as much as we hate Ash catching losing, they make the series, the anime, tailored to children. They still make it cartoonish that you start off with a little Pokemon, it can grind. Now, they have serious competitors they've been able to keep for over, like, 21 years now, but, um, you know, 24 years now, actually, but, you know, they always make it tailored to children. They always make it, like, you can evolve, you can grow, and the one thing about Pokemon, it's never-ending. And even when you're done, you're technically not done. Whether that be competitive battle, growing your Pokedex, learning new strategies, trading, breeding. And there's different types of trainers. There's collectors like me who collect different legendaries. There's Pokedex completers. There's competitive battlers. There's breeders. There's adventurers who just want to clear the game and also just want to explore. There's like and do like certain tasks, like perfectionists. And there's something for everybody throughout every generation. And even though Sword and Shield gets a lot of hate, I've had more fun on that since I've had in the Pokemon game in a long time. Even though I've been playing Pokemon faithfully, the only games I can remember putting this much hours in was Pokemon Coliseum and the original Gen 3 and Gen 4 games. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, two things that, 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 you, that came to mind as you were talking. One, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a side note. Uh, apparently, Ariana Grande just uh, she's releasing a new single. She literally just put out that post today. It, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like I thought that was funny that you mentioned it. And then what was the thing? <laughs> I feel like I had something else to say. Oh no, I forgot it. Maybe <laughs> remember. But she like she, I don't. I wonder how much that shit probably went platinum because she sells out or gets streamed really quickly because of her fan base. Like I said, little girls, 13, 14, making these crazy stand accounts on Twitter that just bump anything she says. And Pokemon, though, I got my students. I do, like, going back to entrepreneurship and even my business, but I teach kids using Pokemon. And my students just commented on my AMV on my YouTube about the Isle of Armor. So it's crazy, bro. Like, this transcends generations. That actually brings, that actually brings up a follow-up question. Why do you think Pokemon has succeeded so much, even even compared to other uh, media franchises? Like I mentioned earlier, it's made more money than Star Wars, than Disney, than Mario, than Harry Potter, or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or DC. It's made so much money. Why do you think it has succeeded? Like, what do you think is unique about that particular series that made it so... Uh, marketable, whereas mm. the other ones are extremely marketable, but not to the extent that Pokemon was. And is right. Well, we going into we talk about. I think I 
I, I think I did an article about this, and I can maybe share it with you or viewers after we're done. Um, but one thing about Pokemon is that it's um, this is going to be a concept you can do to all sorts of media. I want any person who's building a story to think about this, but it's the reason why One Piece is regarded as the number one manga in the world, even though this thing's outsold it and everything, but also while Game of Thrones gets the hype it does, this two is a term that has two words, world building. And with those series, Pokemon included, just like with Star Wars, yeah, you have the gameplay of Pokemon. You have the very meticulous coding that goes into the mathematics, right? Um, you have the characters that transcend generations like Red and Mewtwo and Pikachu and Blue and, you know, Giovanni and everything. But the world tells the story by itself. And it was as generations. Like, it's crazy. But even Stanford mm -hmm. University did a study that Pokemon actually has a thing in your mind in which a certain part of brain locked in from remembering Pokemon. You remember where certain routes are on Pokemon. You remember Route 1, and you know there's a Pidgey and Rattata. You know in the Viridian Forest there's a Pikachu. You know in Cerulean Cave there's Pikachu. You know Misty. You know the badges. You know there's eight badges. There's certain world building that's been inherent in mm -hmm. even these games, the mainline games, like through Gen 1, through Gen 8, Pokemon Ranger, all this lore through the manga and anime and even the games and even the books for the kids that tie into this lore that tells itself with or without the characters. Just like One Piece, just like Game of Thrones. Even when Pokemon's all said and done, even though I can't see it ever being done because it gets we talk about generational, but it's just like One Piece and Game of Thrones, people still stand Game of Thrones because the lore, is, the world building is so deep. One Piece, even Pokemon, when you think about it, you know Mewtwo's backstory. You know about Blaine, a gym leader, helped build with Giovanni. And you know why Giovanni was able to, you know, start Team Rocket? Because he used to be a trainer, and Professor Oak was his rival. They showed that. This guy named Pedro um, on, um, he animated it, and he built this lore off of Giovanni. And then you see, like, you know, Jota. Oh, I believe I know who you're talking about. Yes. Pedro Araujo? Yes, yeah. yes. He, uh, he does, like, a whole series on, um, like, YouTube. Exactly. And it's original animations bringing up the lore. And then going back to the last thing, think about Gen 2. People like Gen 2 because the world built itself. It is the only Pokemon game to date where you're able to travel to another region with all its original gym leaders. And in that, in 2000, like, it just celebrated this past week, I believe, like, its anniversary in America of Gold and Silver version. But you had to travel to another region after beating Elite Four, body that gym, then challenge the Elite Four again. We got all 16 badges. You got to beat the main character from three years ago and stop Team Rocket from coming back. And in the remakes, when you got the Celebi, um, like, you know, the Celebi main event, they added a part where you travel to the past and confirm that your rival Silver is the son of Giovanni, and you go back in time to stop Giovanni from coming back to the radio tower. That type of world building has built theories and things, and it's like a self-perpetuating just world. And that's why Pokemon, in my answer, in my opinion, has succeeded even more than Star Wars and you know all these other franchises that you mentioned, because it builds itself after a while. Mm. Well, well, not to like. Well, I think this probably also helps, but like Pokemon is like a a, a starter pack for a lot of things. Like every mm -hmm. was, for Pokemon Go, it was, it was most people's first AR AR game. 
mm-hmm. anime. It was a first anime for the, mm-hmm. for the game. Point. Sarah, it was an introduction to the concept of JRPGs back mm-hmm. at a time where JRPGs weren't really all that popular in America. Like you Talk had your about- little fantasy, Final Fantasies, and maybe Chrono Trigger, but for for the most part, JRPGs weren't a genre that were popular in the West. They're mm-hmm. popular in Japan. That's i.e. Japanese yeah. RPGs. It was it it's very much a a launching point for a lot of things. Like it, and like the and the idea of like the cool monsters is just like that's like you said, follow the children. That's little kid uh catness. <laughs> you're telling me I could, you're telling me a world where I could have a giant lizard that breathes fire and can fly? Sign me the hell up. <laughs> and, uh, as a kid, that was lit. That was lit. That was lit as a kid. And, there's, you know, and I can get food <laughs> of it. And there's there's toys at McDonald's. And there's movies. And there's plushies. Like, bruh, sign me up. Right, bro. Right. And it was cohesive because we saw Mewtwo in the video games. We saw him in the movie. And then his quotes, and then the songs, like the Pokemon theme song was in the movie. We saw the battles. It just tied together. That's a good point. It was a launching point for a lot of mediums. That's a good one. What's the next question? Because, dang, I know, like, Pokemon has touched a lot of first for people. That's why they waited 20 years to do a live-action movie. They didn't want to mess it up. It might be the first uh, video game movie where it wasn't complete shit. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> I mean, I won't say I think that's a great movie. But, well, actually, hold on. I won't act like that's an amazing movie, but it's a pretty good movie. It's enjoyable. It was a, mm-hmm. I can see where it's good for people who aren't into Pokemon. Like, oh, this this is an enjoyable ride. But it was as a Pokemon fan watching it, it was. It was dope seeing all those cameos and stuff. Like, oh, like uh, the, the, there was one part where there was like Squirtles walking past, and they had the little like jackets on from. If you, I rem- remember the episode, Squirtle, the firemen, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that was a deep cut. I can't believe they did that one. Right? Can I tell you something else they did in the movie? Was, but that one, that was especially, I was like, god damn, they really did this. Right. Can I tell you something else they did in the movie before we move on? Like, bro, if you look at the main character, uh, Justice Smith, I believe, if you look in his room, it had championships from Sinnoh. I said, bro, they really casually just dropped Sinnoh, like a Sinnoh tournament. They paid attention to detail. So that's all I have to say. We can move on. Yeah, like if you looked at, there's a lot of Easter eggs in his room. If you looked at the, if you looked at the dates and stuff, uh, the dates matched up of when Diamond and Pearl would have been coming out. I believe it was like 2009 ish, 2010 ish. Wow. Uh, somewhere around there, if you look at the date. So, like, they matched up the date of when that championship happened. Games were released originally in Japan. I was like, God damn. <laughs> you really did your work. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, before, I, before I can nerd out for this kind of stuff all day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, this is sort of a, a you sort of touched on this for a little bit, a little in the, your last answer. But why do you, what do you think are the reasons that it's resonated with so many people across multiple generations? Like, I know our generation was the first generation that really got it, and like a lot of us still uh, vibe with it. But like, it's also 
the thing it has staying power. It's also with the kids nowadays and the kids who are slightly younger than us. And like, uh, there's a, a multiple generations at this point of kids who grew up on Pokemon. Why do you think it's had such? Uh, why do you think it's um, remained so popular even up to this day? Right. Well, I'll talk about a little bit of in terms of the story of world building, but out building. But I was talking with two friends. Both one's a PhD, another one runs a really big egg tech company in Maryland, and we all our favorite games are Pokemon and Smash Brothers. And all the biggest, smartest dudes I know and who do mathematics and education right now came off of Pokemon. But beyond the mathematical and educational portion of it, with the mathematics for the nerds, we also have to think about the themes that are inherent in every Pokemon game. Think about it. You start off with a friend. It starts off with friendship. You start with a friend, and with your friend, you get stronger. You learn about what it means to grind, get stronger. You're fighting against good and you it's a fight against good and evil. Think of Giovanni, Team Aqua and Magma. You learn about idealism as it goes into um, Gen Five with um, you know good and evil, and also like truth and uh, uh, truth. Yeah, with Reshiram and uh, Zekrom, it was truth and idealism. Then you go into Gen Four, which gives the lore of gods, God, space, time. It teaches you how to fight evil villains. It teaches you about good and evil. It teaches you about mythology. It's putting all these educational concepts about real life into the game. And you're not just a 10-year-old playing the game, even if like you're 25. You're immersed in the world. You are the hero of your own story. You're independent, and it's determined by how much you grind really hard. And you get connected to fighting good and evil. You get connected to these legends. You're getting connected to this grand story that teaches about life. Pokemon teaches about life, even anime. Think about what um, YouTube said. And he said, people keep quoting this. He said, Dr. Lou Martin Luther King, rest his peace, didn't say this. But it was like Mewtwo said, you know, about differences and people, and that shouldn't determine one's birth. One's birth shouldn't determine their circumstances in life. And you have all this stuff that's being said in this. And even though it may seem passive, these children are absorbing it. And I think about it today. I learned about good and evil. I learned about doing the right thing. I learned about abusive animals. I learned about what money management, all these mathematical skills and everything else from Pokemon. And it's being taught. Oh, yeah, the money management. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> the money management. Deciding whether that $60 lemonade is worth it to buy. <laughs> that $60 <laughs> it was worth it to buy. Should I get the, the $40 soda? That's hilarious, yo. Oh man. But that's my answer. For people who don't know Pokemon who haven't played the games, that is a really obscure reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh to sort of add on to what you you were saying, um the concepts and the story have sort of grown with its audience. Mm -hmm. Like even saying uh, like the first, the first uh, villain in this group, they were just out there to steal stuff. They were just like basically like, oh, we're a gang. And then the second one, I believe, the second, uh, came second back. groups were uh, Team Aqua and Team Mega. Exactly. And then the next one, like you, the next ones, like you said, they were trying to control gods. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they sort of swung back around and they sort of had to deal with their demons of the Pokemon universe and like the concepts of uh, this is kind of sketchy. Are, are Pokemon slaves? Are, is this mm -hmm. Like that, 
those have been things that have been like dogging them for years, even even beyond P, uh, PETA, which is like you know, PETA, <laughs> uh, they are with it. But like even regular people would be like, hmm, this is kind of sketchy. Like we're actually making these animals fight, and there's like semi sentient. This sort of seems mm, like there's there's some questionable aspects to this. So like Pokemon, eventually they address that with like Anne and like the whole freedom movement with Team Kaiser. Um, and then uh, Gen Six, they they have flair. They they address the concept of wars. Yeah, little sneak peek of like war with like Lieutenant Surge, but they haven't really touched on it. Which this is sort of a theory among certain Pokemon fans, but like the reason why ten year olds are allowed to go out and uh, fight with Pokemon is there was a war the generation beforehand, and that's where all the dads are gone. Mm-hmm. Like the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but like that's sort of the theory, and like. Uh, Gen 6 touched on that a little bit more and like, uh, what was it? Team Flair was really about the determination and determination. I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but deterministic uh, abilities. Like, at what point does ego stop being beneficial? Like, like at what point does doing stuff for the greater good start to become harmful and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh and really get to decide what's the greater good, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Gen 7, uh, they kind of sort of took a break from that. And then, like, they just had a crazy lady who wanted to, like, take, who, again, like, probably, I'm trying to do things for the greater good. <laughs> it's probably a play on think about it. She was like, she hurt her reasons, quote unquote. Or, oh, I'm trying to do things for the greater good, but really, she's just crazy. Right. And I haven't, unfortunately, have been broke, so I haven't gotten to play uh, Gen 8 yet, but hopefully, uh, if you can elaborate with a, a little bit of the, the story and the reasons behind the villainous group were in that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's crazy because the 8 Gen, there wasn't a villainous group. It was called Team Yell. It actually was a play on stand culture. Like the Nicki Minaj's, the Beyonce stands, or whatever stands, like my, Michael Jackson fans, like uh, yeah, and the, they were they weren't villainous, they were problematic because they were stands, and they kept blocking you, and they messed up the challenge, and it was obnoxious. So that was kind of funny the way they took that. See, that's funny <laughs> because stands. Uh, hold on, <laughs> before I get decapitated by the stands, some stands are fucking. Toxic, Jesus Christ! Uh, especially like there are certain fan groups that just are terrible. Like, I'm a fan of the musical genre. I guess it's K-pop. I'm a big K-pop fan. I, I enjoy the lot of music, but I don't like talking about it online because like there's a certain subset of K-pop fan that are just so obnoxious. It's like, bro, what are you doing? It's the the type that will pop up underneath like someone who died. Like they should have seen Luna. They want to end it up like this. If they stand, uh, yes, <laughs> like you know, what I mean? <laughs> some random fact. This is just a hop. This is just a hop on K-pop fans. Their fans of anything can be really obnoxious. Like JoJo fans can be really obnoxious. One Piece fans can be really obnoxious. Really hardcore basketball fans can be really obnoxious. Like if you, I feel like if you call yourself a stand, you're probably 
you probably should draw back a little bit. Like, it's okay to be a fan of someone, but you shouldn't dedicate your whole existence to any one thing or one person, especially someone you don't know. Like, that that's when you start to get into a slippery slope. Not to say that all fans are bad. I know a lot of fans are decent people that just enjoy their little thing, they do their little plays, and they go about their business. So, like, from being on Twitter these last few years and interacting with a lot of these fans and watching a lot of the shit that they do. Yeah, there's a reason why that song wasn't a good thing from Eminem. They're doing too much. I don't know why they... I like the fact that they made it, They took that name for themselves and completely ignored the message of the song he's talking about, about how uh, you shouldn't be overly obsessed with anyone. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, the song Stand by Eminem was written, I believe, in like 2000. Basically, he's chronically this crazy guy who becomes obsessed with Eminem and keeps writing him letters and stuff like that. And his life goes off the rails. He's so obsessed with Eminem. And like Eminem isn't giving him the sort of attention that he quote unquote needs. Like, basically, it's a deconstruction of the, the, the person who puts who doesn't have their life in order and puts too much emphasis on things that are beyond their control or really things that really shouldn't be on their mind. Like putting all their, putting all their energy into standing someone who never, will never know they exist. You know what I mean? Uh, that was the concept of the song. And like people took that song where they had a crazy man who eventually ended up driving himself and his wife pregnant wife off the bridge into the water, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do it. I can't I'll do never it. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the point of where, back to the point of what we we're talking about. Like Pokemon has steadily grown up with its audience, while also not uh, making it so that lots of stuff out from new audiences. Like it. There for the older members who have been there since the beginning, but all that stuff that interests the younger kids who are just getting into their first Pokemon game. A lot of people complain about, oh my god, Pokemon games are so easy. Yes, they're easy, they're made for 10 year olds. You want them to give a 10 year old a Dark Souls game? Like, what do you want from them? <laughs> yes, a 25 year old can play it, but it's made for the 10 year old. It's such a crazy and it's really. The thing about Pokemon is you get the enjoyment not from the, the hardness of the game. A lot of people seem to have difficulty and enjoyment mixed up in the gaming world. Like, just because something's hard doesn't mean it's fun. And just because something isn't hard doesn't mean it's not fun. For Pokemon, the funness comes in the other aspect, whether it be the music, the scene, the, the backgrounds, like the, the what, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? The landscapes, like or the, the, the creatures. Like, if we're, we're keeping it a whole bunch, <laughs> I'm just there for cool. Like, I want to see me a dragon, or I want to see me a fire cat, or I want to see me, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we're really all attracted to Pokemon. For. That may not be the only thing you talk about the series. That's the thing that really drives the series. Like, what kind of weird creatures are they going to come up with this time? Like, and like you were saying, Earlier, I believe you like for each person is a different attracts them to the to the, uh, the game. Uh, 
or the show, Pokemon in general. But like we, we were talking about the game. So like, you might be the person who likes breeding. You might be the person who likes shiny hunting, or you might be a Nuzlocke. You might be whatever. There's a lot of different ways to enjoy the game, and then like the series as a whole, there's a lot of different ways you can enjoy it. You damn, you damn right, Ari. You damn right, bro. That's what I'm talking about. What's the next one, bro? Let's keep the ball rolling. I'm love. Let's keep the pokeball rolling. Okay, <laughs> let's keep the pokeball rolling. So the poker block rolling. <laughs> it's actually uh, this actually. Uh, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> See, that, get a pokeball man, and for a while they might not get that what a pokeball is. That's yeah, bro. <laughs> for you youngins. <laughs> That 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 dates back to about oh five oh six, mm-hmm. <laughs> fifteen years. I feel like an old man, and I'm only twenty four. Anyway, uh, uh, what that brings up the next question, actually, what I was just talking about. Uh, what is your favorite part of the Pokemon franchise? Mm-hmm. The game, the, the show. I, well, what is your favorite aspect of the, the franchise? Well, that's um, question. Is it done? I'm sorry, I'm interrupted, but it's such a crazy question. Was there more to that question or no? No, no, no. I, I was done. No, I was just giving examples of like stuff. Uh, but the question was, what's your favorite part? And then I was giving you, like, saying, like, thank you, Mike. Bro, the, this is crazy, but the infinite quality and design of the games to be able to play it forever. Bro, it's so crazy that I've replayed Pokemon Coliseum in XD on the GameCube more times than I can count. You feel me? And the fact that they made every part of Pokemon timeless. If we're continuing all of our other answers, bro, if anybody hasn't heard that Pokemon theme song, the original, the American intro, dub, forward, it's still singing. Yep. The crazy thing is that I can still go on Pokemon Coliseum and even with Gen 3 mechanics still enjoy the hell out of XD Gale of Darkness and Pokemon Coliseum with them snacking. I can enjoy Gen 4 and Giratina, you know, snatching up Cyrus and bring him into Pokemon Hell. I can enjoy Gen 5 and the music. (laughs) I can enjoy Gen 6 and freaking the only boss leader to off himself on screen. I can enjoy Gen 7 with traveling into Ultra Space, the Ultra Wormhole, hunting for legendary Pokemon. And then on Gen 8, I can EV train Pokemon now. For the first time in my 24 years of Pokemon, I can EV train Pokemon up to competitive levels and be on the competitive boards. And I can train competitive Pokemon with EV training in less than 10 minutes. I just love the infinite capability to be able to play these games in the moment for all of my life. I wish I could capture one part, like the battle mechanics. Like the Pokedex, which I can, I have all 893 Pokemon as of now. But before they release the Rude and the other Pokemon, but as of now, this interview before the Crown Tundra, I have every Pokemon in existence. I'm able to have a Pokemon home. I'm able to bring my Pokemon. I still have the Jirachi bonus disc from 20, 17 years ago that I can get unlimited Jirachis off of. I have the game player, and I can plug my Emerald version into my GameCube and play it. It's so much infinite quality to it, though, To from Pokemon Battle Revolution to Pokemon Shadows of Almia, which is my favorite Pokemon game of all time, to Pokemon Tournament. I'll never stop having fun. 
Pokemon Snap, yeah. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 with the kids' party and everything, like the kids' games. I played that with my friends for my 26th yeah. birthday this year. Bro, this is so infinite. I think I'll say that. Uh, you actually were, as you were talking, you actually reminded me of what I wanted to say earlier. I was going to say shout out to you for actually mentioning Pokemon mm-hmm. Ranger. Uh, the Pokemon spinoffs. They're great, but I feel I feel like they don't get enough love as they, they don't. Should. They don't like the the mystery dungeons, the Pokemon Rangers, the Pokemon mm-hmm. Conquest, which I actually I hope I it didn't sell well, so it probably will never happen. But I want to get another Pokemon Conquest game. Like I want to be able to conquer Japan or like China or something as like a as a mid, excuse me as like a feudal lord and like go region to region and conquer things with like my partner Pokemon. That was a dope ass concept, and I'm really sad it is. Right, so, right. But like the spinoffs, like even past the even past the main game, uh, and their mechanics are dope. You have like the spinoffs, like you have Pokemon Drill Dozer, where you have like the puzzle games. You were like you said, Pokemon Stadium. Uh, you have uh, what's the word? Mystery Dungeon Ranger. There's all kinds of spinoffs. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And like if we're being really, if we're being really generous, you also have like Smash mm-hmm. Brothers. <laughs> Bro, can I take? Can I talk to you about something? Um, Pokemon Puzzle League. I think you. Bro, that is like top ten Pokemon of okay. all time. Bro, I don't think people talk about it enough. If if you go to a- YouTube, my brother, and look up these combos, some chains can go up to a hundred combos. Yeah. And this is only a game available for the freaking Nintendo sixty four. But these combos are god tier level of big brain setups. And the Pokemon Ranger, right? That is a really, that is a really deep dive reference you just made right there. Oh Pokemon Puzzle I'm an Uber nerd, and I <laughs> knew what that was, but I thought what? <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, oh goddamn, I forgot <laughs> Everybody gangster until you start doing the big combos on Pokemon Puzzle League, and that's facts. Bro, that crap is crazy. Like, I remember when you get up to hard mode, then you get the very hard mode, you unlock Mewtwo at the when he gets the, the, the crown and he gets the trophy and you go into Mewtwo's world. Bro, it is impossible. It's crazy to me. And even going to Pokemon Ranger, I'll finish off so we get our next question. Pokemon Ranger 2 is my favorite Pokemon game of all time because it's a spinoff, but it does the loop. You start mm-hmm. off, though. As a basically a high schooler in a prep school, a private school on the coast, and what happens is that you graduate from that high school or training academy, and you start working as an intern or new hiree of a Pokemon Ranger Center in the random town. You start to discover a plot, and then within it, you you and your high school mate basically go to different regions. And in the old region of the first Pokemon Ranger, he becomes a star, and he solves a Gyarados mission, and he ends up being a star in your region. You solve a whole bunch of missions until you get to the point where your Pokemon, like your boss, basically your like your supervisor, gets kidnapped on the boat, and you stop a boat from being drowned and killing Pokemon, and it crashes into the old coast of the school you used to attend. You get promoted to top ranger, top 10 Pokemon rangers in the world, and your high school mate joins you, and you find out the other girl in your trio is like the top tech person. And with it, you fight Darkrai, you travel across three gems, you have to travel to the desert, the ice tundra, you know, like um, the volcano, to get these three gems of legend 
and find out that the main company is from an old, their grandfather found something called the Dark Crystal, you fight Darkrai, and at the very end, those three gems combine into your stylet and you fight it in one final battle. And then even when you beat the game and find all all the ranger and you register everything on your browser, not only are you the top ranger after graduating from high school to all of the entire region, but you fight Reggie Gigas after getting everything in your browser, and then you get to do the download missions where you get the Manaphy egg, you get a free Riolu or Aura Spear that can be transferred to Gen 4. But I'm like, I can't believe the Pokemon company goes as ham with even their spinoffs. So it's my favorite game of all time, and it testifies to how infinite this is. And that game was made over 10 years ago. So that's what, that's that goes to my point of this. These games are infinite, and it can be played infinitely. Yeah. Like, there's a lot, there's a major replayability uh, mm-hmm. aspect um, to Pokemon. Um, even with, like, the shows, like, the songs. Don't even get me started on the songs, bruh. I'm one. Maybe that's fair. No, like, I never know, was. <laughs> I, 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 a random place anywhere, pretty much in the world, but pretty, let's, I'm American. I walk into a bar or I walk into a gym and I start, I start singing that song. I guarantee you at least two or three other people, if not more, are going to join in. I want to be the very best. Like, no, whatever it was. And then you got to hear someone in the back, like, <laughs> like you're, I guarantee you, like to this day, people still remember that theme song. To this day, people are still talking about how is Ash ten years old? That man has been ten years old for twenty five years. <laughs> and bro, even the theory out of it. That man should be <laughs> right now. That man should be. I should have settled down and had two kids. Right, I grew, we grew up with this motherfucker, bro. We grew up with this dude. We all got our jobs down. We done grew up with this guy. This man finally won himself a chip. Bro. <laughs> I had the feeling, what was it, like 17 Right, bro. You know what's crazy? He won one league, which is the Orange Islands, but it wasn't canon. So technically, this is the only canon. Right. He did win the Orange, but that Cannon. Like, he won a, finally won a cannon chip. They finally put the boy on. Uh, you know it was so big one year ago that they put it on ESPN? That was so hilarious. It was on CNN and ESPN that Ask Ketchum won. <laughs> I'm like, yo, type in ESPN, Ask Ketchum. They have a whole article and tweet. Ask Ketchum is one. That's how big it was to the world. Like, he finally got it, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's how impactful Pokemon is. I told you. That tells you when you make that money, they gotta talk about you. Ninety billion dollars in Cali. <laughs> they can't ignore you. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. Uh, Next question, but we can go on this all day, but the, the infinity of it through the series, that's why I love playing. Really- oh okay, so the next question. What's your opinion on the current uh Pokemon games and shows? I believe you said that you enjoyed the uh, the Shield games, but how about like the the shows? Are you are you watching it? The, the well, let me show? comment on everything. I'll comment on what I do know. I'll talk about the games that I just want to get the show out of. But I've never, been, I haven't clicked yes. on a Pokemon episode, and I think all fans, like OGs, can agree with me. But when Ash's Pikachu lost to that Snivy in the beginning of Gen Five of the show, when you know her adventures, I stopped watching. I haven't watched an episode since. Yeah. However, I have watched clips, and I've been caught up. 
But now I've been seeing all these clips of Pokemon Journeys, and I think it's one of the best Pokemon series in years because they have Lance versus, um, you know, yeah. Leon in a really good and authentic battle. They have Ash connecting with his past for, like, in a genuine manner for the first time in the history. They have Ash using a really strong team and everything, and I really love that, and even my students enjoy that. So it's, I'm going to get back into that very soon. But next is um, – the games. Uh, the, I was, uh, I was gonna say the check out the the web series, the uh, Pokemon Midnight or something like that. I forget. What, I'm blanking on what the name of the web series is, right? But like it was basically explain doing like little split explanations and of like how the gym leaders got how they got and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nice, okay. nice. I like that. Want to watch that? I, um, I'll talk about. Jay- I'll talk about Gen 8 right now. Um, With Gen 8, uh, I'll talk about that real quick. Sorry to interrupt. I'm bad. Let me finish with Gen 8 real quick. But Gen 8, um, here's why I got a lot of hate. I'll tell you the real secret why. There's a lot of things, bro, that in the context, if you're a veteran player, I haven't seen veteran players, like real veteran players who love Pokemon, give a complaint about Pokemon. They give complaints about Gen 8 because there's certain things. Here's the things that that it's rushed. The gameplay is terrible that the um, story is terrible, the rivals are terrible, and they're talking about the pixels. Let me talk about it, bro. The nitpicking of Gen 8, I'm a Gen 8 defender because, bro, this is a Pokemon game that trainers have been waiting years to do. We haven't had a 3D adventure since um, Gen um, Console, since right. Gen 3, if we're being honest with you, with XD mm-hmm. and Gale of Darkness. Two, you can easily train a lot easier. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, sorry, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off, but like, I remember distinctly how much bitching there was going on because they were like, "Oh my god, you can't get every every Pokemon uh, at this all at once!" Like, "Oh my god, blah blah blah, this is garbage," or blah blah blah. Like, they weren't the same ones that were asking for decades. Put it on console. Put it on console. Put it on console. I want to be able to catch them on console. On console. On console. And then they got them on console, and they were like, oh, my God, I hate this. And then, like, they, they act like 800 Pokemon, 800-plus Pokemon is fucking lot to program. You know how long it would take for them to do program in 3D on console quality, 800-plus Pokemon with unique animations for every move? It would... If you want to wait for the game for four years, okay, cool. Let that that will be what it has to be if you want them to do that. And like the sheer amount of space you need on the CD for just all that right, bro. and be able to the world. Like like the I don't that's the thing that annoyed me. Like I yeah, it sucks that you weren't able to catch all eight hundred at once. But you're getting the game on a console, like you said, you want it for years. And it's a mobile console where you can go, you can go on a bus and still be playing Pokemon. Or you can go on, go to home and put it up on the TV. Like, you know how many years you've been wanting to put shit up on TV? Like, that has been a constant ask for, like, the Pokemon people. Because every game up until that point had been stretching, stretching, stretching the limits of, like, their handheld. Like they would, they would pack as much shit in there as they could, 
And sometimes you can really see, oh my God, this is almost bursting at the seams. Like they put so much shit in there. And then finally they decide, okay, we're going to switch over to the console. But this is probably going to be way too much stuff to put in there. And then people just lose their shit and just act like entitled babies. Like, I remember there was a whole boycott sword and shield thing going on. Like, oh, Can no, I tell no, you the real reason why, bro? Can I tell you, like, yeah, one up. thing I don't like is top. <laughs> Like, bro, they can complain all you want, and some of the arguments were legit. People were saying this, oh, it's not a complete game. What they were doing, bro, it was bullying. They were even sending death threats to Janicha, uh, you know, Janichi, Masuda. They were saying, bro, it's not complete. You know why they was upset? Because they didn't get all 893 Pokemon. And you know why they was upset, too? I don't know if you know about competitive battling, but competitive battling is already a rigged game because the same top 10 Pokemon rotate the top teams of the competitive balancing around the world and if you don't have them you're not going to get the number one so the thing about it they couldn't get the teams that they wanted they couldn't get their ideal teams they couldn't import them the moment sword and shield started and so they complained that's the real reason bro like they wasn't able to get their dragonites they couldn't get their salamances they couldn't get all that shit they started booing they said bro you're selling it back to us and blah 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 i'm like bro like you didn't get you wasn't able to canically catch all the pokemon in um in Coliseum and Gale of Darkness as well. You feel me? Like, they said, oh, in every Gen 8 game or Gen mainline game, you are. And I'm like, bro, that doesn't matter. Just play the game like a regular Pokemon person. Like, you, They do realize that even in, in the other generations, right. you couldn't catch every Pokemon. There are such things as, like, you know, exclusives. Like, you, if you're not at this mall right. at a certain time, you're not getting the Celebi. So you're not getting the Lagos. Right. So you're not getting the whatever. Like, that's been a part of the game for the entire entirety of the, <laughs> of the franchise. Like, that's, that's not something that just popped up uh, today. And guess what? Even as they said, oh, we're not going to have all the Pokemon at once, they said we're going to have DLC. Free DLC, mm-hmm. mind you, eventually. They said that at the beginning. We're eventually going to put in some, some of these other ones later on. But we can't do it first day. And then people were still bitching. That annoyed me so much. It's like, how entitled are you? Like you, you do realize? Do you realize how much work it takes to put to put te- together these games that you're you're bitching about? That you know you're still gonna buy. Exactly. exactly. Like you said, toxic toxicity. Like we said, these these are the type of people that are the same type of people that like the like the. The farm stands that will uh, leak people's news. It's like it's the same type of mindset where you feel entitled to shit that you didn't really earn, and you also feel like, oh, because I've been a fan of this, I I can say or do whatever because I'm a fan, and like I have no re- repercussions. Uh, man, eat a dick. Uh, like I'm gonna keep a whole buck. Eat a whole penis. <laughs> but you know what I knew why the hate was targeted? Because I played Pokemon, bro. I didn't complain because it actually evened out the field. Imagine you go to a new region and all niggas want to do is just put their favorites in the game. They're not worried about enjoying the game. They're worried about just getting their favorites in so they could dominate the field. That's like, it doesn't even playing field and it's like a little bit superfluous. Imagine being. Imagine being a new player and you trying to cast on the new things to play with your new Pokemon and people just coming up to you with Garrett Tina's and G stopping you online. 
every day. Just rubbing your shit every day with a fucking Giratina or a fucking uh, Salamence or Dragonite. Or they have a, a Charizard X and they just stomping your shit in it's every just, day. Would you no, want to continue playing no, that game? it's not fun, bro. And the thing about it, that takes out the fun of Pokemon. Yeah. You want to grind. You want to I'm, earn your stuff. But there's so much fans that have been so used to it, they thought it was going to get all mad. Now, one thing people can contest us on this podcast is like, well, in every game, you had the option to still receive every Pokemon. Well, even though that's true, like even with Gale of Darkness and XD, you could technically register 386, but you didn't use all of them, bro. And it goes back to that entitlement. Bro, who cares about all 893 Pokemon being in the game? You don't care about Dunsparce. Let's be honest. Maybe there's a few trainers that care about Dunsparce, but there's not many trainers that are going up for a Dunsparce. There's like, you're not, you shouldn't be pissed. About not getting your character. You feel me? If you tell, wait, if I asked someone right. what their favorite Pokemon you're, you're, was and they told me it was Dunsparce, right? You're putting a crazy. death threat over somebody and cussing them out oh, and saying oh, the game's oh trash and being your Dunsparce. Let's keep it a hundred. You just can get the team that you can import and put them right there, and you have to start all over again until Nintendo had the time because of corporate demands and everything. Yeah, they had to put it out. But stop calling it a half-assed game when you can have fun with it, bro. So that's my opinion. I'll stand on it. People are not going to like that. But I've had the most fun I've had in years because they mm-hmm. fixed a lot of mechanics. They keep being Gen 1ers. They keep saying Gen 1 was the best. But I went back and played Pokemon Stadium, and I did the fire spin mechanic. Mm-hmm. And the fire spin mechanic and the bind mechanic, if someone hits you with that, you could be trapped internally into that until they miss. That's a broken-ass mechanic. A lot of shit was broken in Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, and all the generations. Sword and Shield fixed a lot of stuff, even the playing field, and I have a lot of fun. That's my take on your answer and everything. It doesn't deserve the hates they get. Someone like, oh, look at a low-budget company with all this, and look what they got. And they see it, you know, and then look at Sword and Shield, and look how this sea looks. This looks so nasty. I'm like, bro, if you're playing the games, and you're worried about all the stupid pixels, like... I don't know if you're, 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 you're even playing it for the game. Don't play it. Like, it shouldn't be, bro. It doesn't look that bad to me. I've seen a lot worse. You're acting like we're playing 1986 game. Please stop it. And Nintendo is a million dollar company. Game Freak is not. <laughs> so let's stop, bro. Uh, so three things I want to add. Uh, like add to what you just said. The first thing was, I like back when like things were first announced, people were taking like screenshots and like, oh my god, this looks terrible. Like, bruh, you're taking pictures of a beta and acting like that's what the real mm-hmm. game is gonna look like nine months in the future. Man, you don't get your ass mm-hmm. on. This is what these dumbasses sound like. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! I can't catch Garbodor day one. Game, game over. And they could Some of those were in, and the crazy thing about it, bro, is that it was like, oh, can you believe it? This pixel's out of place, and this looks everything is an error. I said, bro, you're being a little bit too nitpicky, and they were doing these weird screenshots. I'm like, y'all got too much time, and I don't even think you, you just want to shit on it because you think it's your favorite character. It's not that deep. But I don't take screenshots of games. And I'm like, oh, it's missing this pixel. Please. Oh, there was an error in that. There was a bug in that, bro. Like, please stop, bro. That's not what I play games for. So that's my opinion, and I'm going to stick with it. 
that dweeb. That is what I call big dweeb energy. Like I'm a nerd. I and I have my things that I enjoy that are nerdy. But a dweeb is someone that cares about really dumb shit and will keep telling you about their dumb things. And it like that is real dweeb energy in my opinion. And I I I said this before many times on my uh podcast, but like stop being dweeb. Like stop nitpicking for dumb shit that don't matter. If being nitpicking something, nitpick something that actually matters. Like if the frame rate of the game is ass, that matters. But if you taking apart screenshots of a beta trailer nine months before the game is open, you they'll find something to do for it, bro. Like really. What you don't got you have nothing better to do with your life than complain that you can't catch a gobbert or a yeah, I just and pick apart. It wasn't necessary. Out. So that's all I gotta say on that before we move on. Wow, we're almost <laughs> an hour. That's wow. That's oh. And, uh, remember the last thing. Uh, how you said that yeah, so. broken mechanic. Psychic. Psychic type in Gen 1 was completely fucking broken. <laughs> before, they had, before they had any type disadvantages. Like, if you got you on YouTube, mm-hmm. you were fucking hero over everything. <laughs> but, uh, moving on. Uh, uh, last question, then. What do you think Pokemon should do to continue being not only successful uh, financially, but also culturally relevant in the mm-hmm. long term? Like, what are some things that you At think the point, bro, they Pokemon do has to do what Nintendo has done. Rolling. Game Freak is like, you know, they license out with Game Freak and, um, for Nintendo and everything to create their products, as far as I know. And one thing that Nintendo does is that they keep innovating. They're a second, um, they're a second party uh, creator. So, like, I believe Nintendo owns about fifty percent of Game Freak, and then the other fifty percent is distributed mm-hmm. amongst other people. But like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And um, thank you for correcting me. Like, continue. Sorry. One thing that Nintendo and Pokemon have to keep doing is innovating. No BS. Like we talk about remakes, but. We have to be very honest, bro. One reason why Nintendo, like this, I'm going to try to get into a console war. PS4 is gas. Um, you know, the, the Sony is gas. Microsoft is gas. I might want to do console war arguments because I'm like 26. I'm a grown-ass man. But I remember when I was younger, Nintendo kept winning in sales because they listened to the kids, one, but because they kept innovating. The Wii, how it innovated with the Nintendo Wii, how it innovated with the, with the Nintendo like Game Boy and Game Boy SP, how it innovated with Pokemon, how it innovated with Mario, how it innovates with all this series, especially Pokemon, keep shaking the thing. If Pokemon wants to, Pokemon has to be like its actual Pokemon. It has to keep evolving, and it has to keep getting better, because with Pokemon Go, like, looking, I did an art project on this, and I did my research, too. Pokemon Go, at the time, was bigger, at its height, was bigger than Facebook and Twitter by a large margin, and was literally the most vile thing to happen in history. You know, so they did that with the cell phone and ultimate reality. Go, mm. People, on, yeah. we ain't forget people clothes and climbing over exactly, bro. And, and not to be that guy, but I remember one time a rare gym that I need to beat was on. I got over a fence and I went around it 
in the wall play. I didn't get robbed. I didn't do anything. People were playing Pokemon Go in the strip club. People were playing Pokemon Go in churches. Bro, it, like, Hillary Clinton said Pokemon Go to the polls. Bro, and people still play it to the day. I played it even this quarantine, you know, to get my Mel medals. I got, like, these eight Mel medals and shit. But going back to it, bro, even with the handheld, and you could trade wirelessly, bro. We've been able to trade with people around the world in 2007 when Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out, you know? With Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, and um, Coliseum, you got to steal other people's uh, Pokemon and purify them. With Pokemon Ranger, you got to use the stylus. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, you, you got to be the Pokemon for one of the first times on a really big bang play. Pokemon Tournament, you know, Super Smash Bros. Like, mm. It's so crazy when we talk about Pokemon Shorty. Go ahead. Like, mm. Pokemon <laughs> Conquest. Like I said, Pokemon Conquest. I'm going to keep on that, that trail. I'm going to shout and keep shouting that bitch out because it, it deserves more shine. You could conquer... Japan, bro, it's so crazy because they keep finding a way to get better with merchandise, with the TV stuff. <laughs> crazy. Exactly. But yeah, Pokemon is actually Pokemon. That Pokemon evolution, bro, my answer is that they got to be keep being evolutionary and innovative because now I do Pokemon group chats. I have per- I'm looking at my Pokemon backpack that I copped and I copped in South Africa at the beginning of 2020 in a Pokemon shop. A Nintendo shop in 2020 um, in South Africa, Johannesburg. I copped, I copped a freaking Pokemon bag, bro. Like they keep innovating with merch and everything. Like they gotta keep doing it, bro. With hats, with merchandise, with pop stars, with pop up trucks, Pokemon. Like right, bro. Like food, Pokemon there's food a, dishes. That's all they gotta do, bro. In my opinion. Believe- Right. So just keep, keep, right. uh, don't stagnate. Basically, like keep, keep their foot on the pedal, keep inventing. Which I feel like Game Freak, uh, Game Freak does. Like they, they, they seem to be, uh, the type of company that doesn't just rest on their laurels. And a lot of these older, uh, game studios, they sort of, they sort of faded to nothing because like they just like, oh, I, I a big game. Mm. I should just. Be able to cut down my laurels, or I should be able to keep just keep making money from these one thing. You got to keep coming up with new stuff. Like, like, I don't know why, but like Rockstar, he had a new game in a long time, but they also came out with Red Dead Redemption to be the end of scene of like your GTA. Like, now you got something else you can work with. Like, you got to be able to. Diversify, like, like the, I believe, as they always say in, like, stock investments, diversify your bond. Have multiple sources of income. Like you said, Pokemon has songs. It has toys. It has video games. It has food. It has plushies. It has the shows. It has all these different streams of income that it could it could mess around with. And by the way, I, I looked up the name of the... Freaking the love Twilight Rings, bro. It was uh, a short series Twilight like Generations, but Wings, that last Wings. episode with Leon Wings. just Twilight slapped. Mm-hmm. Bro! Yes! Yeah. Generations! 
Web series. Though. Generations is a great mm-hmm. See? That's another thing. Web series. Generations. <laughs> the, the one thing that oh, yeah. about that whole uh, 20th anniversary thing was I feel like Gen 6 kind of got shafted because like they came out come up earlier it would have been better because they never got their third game or, or their fourth and third game like every other generation. But anyway, that's a, that's a little bit of a side note from my personal opinion. But like, yeah, uh, Generations is dope. Um, Pokemon Chronicles. Bro, Pokemon Chronicles never fully fleshed out. But bro, the first episode had them fighting and saving Raikou. We saw Richie. We saw um, the guy, like, we saw, like, a Moultrie. Oh, my God. So good. Mm-hmm. We saw gold. We saw Manga's crazy, too. Oh, my God. Brandon. Manga is a different beast, too. Those Bruh. Nuts, bruh. You haven't even talked about the manga. The mangas are fucking awesome. <laughs> You're talking about it is insane. There's so many different Pokemon well, mangas, and all of them, in their own way, are fucking insane. <laughs> bro, that's insane, bro. That's the infamous scene. manga where it is. <laughs> oh. You see Arbok cut in half and shit. It's. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like, that bro, I never reading it when I was a kid. And I see freaking Bill getting chased by Bruno's Hitmonlee. And Hitmonlee, Bruno's Hitmonlee is evil, like Bruno in Elite Four. And it uses its freaking, um, it uses freaking legs to spring and try to kill Bill. I'm re- it's really sick shit. And then even Lance is evil, and he cr- uses the badges to create an evil dragon, a really crazy dragon, and the main character, Yellow. This is all still in Gen 1 of, in Pokemon Yellow Adventures, which is a continuation of Red. And, bro, it's just so sick and good. Bruh. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's realistic in the sense that if you use a move like cut in real life, that Pokemon would be bisected. Bro. <laughs> if you use a flamethrower on a Pokemon, that bitch would be dead. <laughs> that is also, damn. When you're so used to that PG, that PG uh, uh, Pokemon show to see our box get they shit got and people putting uh <laughs> Pokemon, bro, it's ridiculous, Pokemon and it's like balls, it got balls, so balls, realistic like, because I didn't realize how good what? Red was as the trainer. <laughs> it was just so crazy to me, bro. And even they touch into Deoxys and everything. It's a really good manga series, so yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on terms of like the innovation and that kind of that sort of thing. Uh, before we end, uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, bro. I just want to say my love of Pokemon probably never fade, and I have to marry or get with a girl who I'm like, if I get married, 
I'm going to have, I'm going to do it just like Professor Cookie. You know, I'm going to have a, po- a ring inside of a Pokeball. I'm like, I choose you on that shit. Like, uh, <laughs> Pokemon is my favorite gaming franchise of all time. I'm not afraid to say it's a 26 year old. From the games to the manga to the um, anime to the iconic theme songs, Master Quest is my favorite opening. Uh, you know, it may seem controversial, but listening to everything, talking with you about it, I teach my kids with it, I tell my kids get A's. It's the most important series. So I'll never stop loving it. It continues to evolve. And I wish everybody could enjoy what I got out of it. I definitely fuck with that message. Uh, this is Jerry Lassley, and I approve this message. <laughs> um, but, but, Oh, this is a little bit of a side note, but like uh, the military um, that Professor Oak sent ass out on the journey just so he could bang Ash's mom because like, like, and every time, every time Ash's Ash calls back, Professor Oak is in the background <laughs> he talks to his mom. <laughs> it's it's funny, like those things that uh, have sort of grown as the series has grown with us. We have our own little. Uh, theories and stuff like that. There's a theory. It's so much theory you can get in this amazing series, bro. It's just there's all these sort of little uh, things. Or like, or Ash with Ash with on Ho Ho Mm -hmm. can never grow old, and that's why he never ages. Like, because he saw Ho Ho in the first episode. There's all sorts sorts of things. it's it's a it's a big franchise. It's made a crap ton of money, and it's, it's right, bro. It's I'm glad we have this in depth. So this is probably one of my favorite interviews with you, dog. So I'm really really happy we had this in depth and really structured combo on a really uh, franchise that I think any group of any person of any group of any profession can take inspiration from. Mm. There's a there's a lot you can learn from Pokemon, and like you may you may hear that and say, "Oh my God, this guy's a dweeb," but like like real real shit. There's a lot you can learn from it in terms of like strategies or learning how to excuse me, learning how to man like you said earlier, learning how to manage your money, like learning how to uh, learning the best ways to get around issues. Like it helps you with some problems solving kind of type of stuff. Like, like I'm, I believe you told me this earlier. I forget if you mentioned it on. Uh, I believe it, you mentioned it in your episode about entrepreneurship. But like, you had a student where you made him play Pokemon and it helped him improve his his writing skills or his reading comprehension. Because you had him read stuff from like Cyrus and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's there are ways that Pokemon can help you outside of just being like entertainment. Um. And like if you're into if you're into business, just look at what the sort of strategies that they've done. Your mind, just like the thing Emerald Expressions, expressions, your mind is a gem as well. Because you're catching all of that. Like you're right. I did use my stuff. I bought him for people that listen to the other one. He needs to get good grades. So I bought him Pokemon Sword and Shield. And now he's at like I bought him Pokemon Sword if he did good in the school and it motivated him to get good grades and now he's at the top of his class in math. You know? So you tell me. Plus, all those areas you talk about it, it's the best case study in the world. 
I said, bro, thank you, Wire. You 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 a gem just like your podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my name does mean Jewel. For anyone who was wondering why the podcast is named what it is, <laughs> um, but thank you again, uh, Val, for joining me. It was fun, like always. Um, I, if you're interested, I'm not sure. If I couldn't hear you in the beginning, but uh, if you're interested, I'll send you the list of the songs, and if you would like to, you can join me. I'll recording um, uh, thank you again for joining me uh, exactly, exactly. Enjoy the rest of your man always, thank you so much that's pretty much it Pokemon, follow me on instagram at Matt maurice valentino m-a-u-r-i-c-e-v-a-l-e-n-t-i-n-o um you know for funny memes my story on my life journey um entrepreneurship from valentinosworkshop.com you know and that's pretty much it for me And, uh, well, I'm opening up the, the podcast to uh, suggestions, so email me at gyrolastly, C-T-R-A. Um, if you have any topics or questions you'd like me to cover, uh, hit me up on Twitter at jlash20 or on Snapchat or IG at gyrolastly, no space. Um, so this, I'm not sure, the this episode or maybe the next one is probably going to be uh, the last episode of season one. Now I'm going to take a little bit of a break because, you know, uh, I'm going to be working a crap ton. So I'm not really going to have any time. Uh, but I'm going to do probably, like I said in the beginning, I might do a little special where I, I talk in depth about Pokemon and its history sort of to celebrate um, both my 50th episode and also um, like he said earlier, the the announcement of the Deep Crown Tundra DLC. Um, I'm trying to get those uh, those sweet, sweet, uh, relevant search term listens. But anyway, um, I'm going to well, take a little short break, probably about a few weeks. Um, all right, so take it easy, y'all. And I'll, I'll come back with some more stuff for season two. No, thank you for easy, y'all. <laughs> That's well, all, I appreciate folks. all of you. Oh, were you going to say something? That's all. Always An ending, an outro, but... Hey, man, take it easy, all right? Take it easy, <laughs>